0: blog talk radio
1: welcome ladies and gentlemen to the south bay show south bay spotlight on march 7th 2019 live love laugh and leave a legacy that's what we do here in the south bay of los angeles and it's a really beautiful place to do just that
2: The South Bay Show is brought to you by the Academy of Foreign Languages. If you have any interest in learning a new language or brushing up on existing language skills, you should know about the Academy of Foreign Languages. Located in Palos Verdes, the Academy of Foreign Languages specializes in the art of communication. Their mission is to provide the finest language instruction possible – They recognize that each student has distinctive needs and craft their teaching technique to optimize an individual's particular learning skills. At the Academy of Foreign Languages, they strive to create a comfortable environment conducive to learning. So whether you're learning a new language or would simply like to converse in your native tongue, the Academy of Foreign Languages can accommodate you. For additional information, visit their website at academyofforeignlanguages.com, that's all spelled out, or call 310-975-4133.
1: I'm your host, Joe Terry, and you can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the South Bay Show. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose. That's what we talk about here on the South Bay Show and of course, I'm not alone because of our great partnership with South Bay by Jackie dot com, and executive producer of the South Bay Show, Jackie Balestra. Hey, Jackie, how are you today?
2: Do you really want to know how I'm doing today? Because I'll tell you if you really, really want to know.
1: I really want to know.
2: Okay. Well, first off, we we will talk about the weather in a second. This is yes. this is this is, has to do with the weather. <laughs> This has okay. to do with the weather. We'll, we'll, we'll get to the weather itself in a second. This is a side issue with the weather. So, you know, growing up, I never had an allergy. All right, I, I yeah. didn't have any kind of allergies. I was I, I wasn't allergic to anything. I didn't have hay fever. Nothing affected me. Uh-huh. I am having such allergy issues this winter, and I, you know, I was at the doctor earlier this week, and it, it's you know what it is. With all this rain we're getting, there is stuff blooming that probably hasn't bloomed in 25 years. You know, there's stuff out there that we don't even know we're allergic to, and we're allergic to it. And it only happens – you know, this happened to me – this has happened to me twice before. One year – many years ago, I was up in Montana, and there was something there blooming that just sent my sinuses and everything into into a tailspin. Um, and I didn't know what it was. I was like, what's wrong with me? You know, I, I, my eyes were watered. I didn't know what it was because I'd never had an allergy before. And now that it's happened to me a couple of times over the years, I know what it is. And I was at my doctor on Monday, and he said, oh, yeah, he said it's pollen and all this stuff. So I am just suffering with 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 allergies that I I just never had or didn't know I had.
1: Now, when you say you know what it is it is is it a specific pollen or just generically pollen
2: well well, right now it's generic i we have to do the tests you know the for right. detail and stuff but but you know again as i said you know we've been talking about the winter we've been having and it's it's just nuts i mean the amount of rain is insane and and as i've mentioned you know everything is green you know it look look up at the hill, look up at Palos Verdes. It's green. Look at any median as you're driving on, right. wh- you know, whether it's the freeway or a main thoroughfare or a side street, um, you know, where places that used to just be dusty packed, you know, weeds and all sorts of things are sprouting like crazy. So, you know, so anyway, so now we're on to the weather. Oh my goodness, uh, was it what was it Tuesday night? We had the. Um, yeah. The lightning sh- – did you see that lightning show? I,
1: it was amazing. Yes, I did.
2: Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I, I, I mean, you know, I'm from the East Coast. I've seen some pretty nasty storms. I've seen, you know, quite a few lightning and, you know, tornadoes and things like that. This was spectacular. I mean, it was right. – It was, as far as the eye could see – not maybe not 360 but definitely 180 <laughs> 180 degrees it was unbelievable right. and it was so funny because at first it was like oh look a little lightning oh look mm. and and John was in his office and I'm like JB come out here look there's lightning and then it just got crazy oh. it got to the point it got to the point where I was like let's shut off everything uh you know we shut off everything what? that was plugged in
1: Right. Right. I I now I guess you could have seen you from your house, uh, your vantage point where your house is located. You had a great view. Oh, it was
2: unreal. It was unreal. Yeah. And my and my husband, wow. he said, he said oh. And it went on for hours. It went on for hours. And and now, of course, right. if you go on social media, you know, some amazing pictures. I saw I saw a couple of shots that Bo Bridges took. Uh, just amazing. So over the next couple of days, you're going to see some really great stuff. But wow, that was nutty. And I'm just—I was just afraid that those lightning bolts. It, we watched it get closer. You know, it came in off the ocean, and we just watched it getting closer and closer and closer. And we have a transformer, you know, on a on a pole behind our house. And I was thinking, oh my god, if that thing gets hit, you know. So I was like, ah. Anyway, it was exciting. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> that's exciting. It was the yeah, most. it was exciting. It was the the most spectacular lighting uh, lightning show I've seen in the South Bay ever. No doubt.
2: Yeah, that that's what I'm hearing from people. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I, I've seen some pretty yeah. spectacular ones. Um, really spectacular ones, and and ones where the thunder is so loud that the ground shakes. Um,
1: right. right.
2: Yeah. So but this is good
1: now, this right up there. now of course this does not even compare to some of the storms I remember from my childhood in Chicago where the mm-hmm. whole house shook. I mean and that was yeah. not a a once in a lifetime thing. That was like once uh once a year we had yeah. lightning and thunder that you could not believe. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no I, yeah, as I said I've I've experienced some some much bigger than that, but it was it was spectacular. Can't yeah, take
1: away from it. Yes. Nope, I love it. I love the weather, and I, you know, Jackie, I'm so excited that we're going to cover the topic that we're going to cover, and we are taking callers today. Yes.
2: Yes, yes.
1: We are taking callers, ladies and gentlemen. If you're listening live and you've heard about this show, it's going to be uh, very exciting, and it's uh, our call-in number is seven one four, two four two five two eight eight seven one four two four two fifty two eighty eight. One of the most exciting uh aspects of doing what we do uh live is the ability to take callers and uh it's uh it's something that we, we really cherish and we hope to get some good uh feedback from uh, all of you out there.
2: Jackie just who's our guest today. Oh yeah. Before we get to that, what? I was just gonna say your idea of exciting, my idea of exciting, two different things. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, just say it, just say it, okay. okay. All right. Yeah. So anyway, our guest this morning is Gregory Allen. Now, Greg has served at the Redondo Beach Fire Department for twenty years and currently works as a firefighter paramedic. He is also the president of the Redondo Beach Firefighters Association local two seven eight seven. Now, the Firefighters Association is comprised of 55 members that serve the city of Redondo Beach. Now, this morning, we're going to discuss the possibility of the city of Redondo Beach contracting services with the Los Angeles County Fire Department, Uh, you know, the reasons to consider it, and the pros and cons. Um, You know, Joe, this is... Uh, kind of a hot topic going around the South Bay, because uh, many of the South, uh, cities in the South Bay have their own police departments and fire departments, and as we know, uh, just last year, Hermosa Beach uh, took their fire department right. and they went county. Um, but every situation is different, so um, that's what we're going to talk about today. Welcome to the program, Greg. We're uh, so glad you could join us
1: this
0: morning. Thank you, Jackie. <clears throat>
1: well, uh, thank you for joining us, Greg. It's it's uh, such an important topic. Of course, uh, my good friend, Densie Nelson uh, in Hermosa, was handling uh, – he was uh, chairman of the committee, the citizen committee, that was charged with studying this uh, transition. And initially, he was, he was quite negative on the prospect of giving up uh, local city control of fire, uh, and yet he was uh, convinced over time that it was not only going to be effective – there were not only going to be more resources really available, but that it was obviously going to save the city a tremendous amount of money. And that's really what it came down to, Um, Greg. Tell us a little bit, being that you are a paramedic, you're kind of involved in the system. Tell us how this all started, this conversation.
0: Well, essentially, Mayor and Council asked to... uh, explore having the uh, study, feasibility study done by LA County Fire, it was uh, voted on. And I think it's important to realize that the study itself is actually a two-part study. And the first part of this study is kind of a broad stroke. And it kind of looks at what you have and all the details of your fire department And it it kind of really looks at what possibly could be done or gives you some choices. Um, Mm -hmm. In order to really look in depth, the second part of that study has to be completed. And that really is the nuts and bolts or the dollars and cents that really come down to, to presenting that to the city and council and making a really good educated decision on whether or not you want to go forward. Right now, our phase one study came back and it then went to County Board of Supervisors. It was approved and we're at the point now where we're looking at the phase two part of the study. Now, when it was approved, it roughly runs twenty-four to $30,000 for the second part because of all the hours the county puts in to send various groups out to look at all the, the details. And uh, on March 19th, my understanding is uh, they'll be looking at the council and uh, city administration. But uh, keeping in mind that uh, originally, uh, they had voted to see this all the way through, and the earmark the funds to have this done. So that's kind of where we're at right
1: now. Right, right. Uh, so, Jackie,
2: I was just going to say, um, Greg, your 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 sound is going in and out. You're nice and clear, and then you get uh, it, you sound far away. And I was just wondering if you were moving around or doing anything, if there's some way that we can get more consistent sound.
0: How's that? Keep Is that your better? Mouth oh,
2: that's much yeah. better. Way better. Way Alrighty. better. Thank you. Thank you very much because we yeah. want to make sure we can hear you nice and clear. Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Joe. I got I got that taken care of. Well,
1: <laughs> so, okay. So there's two phases, you said. And so in this initial phase, I'm looking, uh, Greg, at the feasibility study uh, for yeah. the city of Redondo produced by the Consolidated Fire Protection District of L.A. County. And this is this is this what you would more or less term phase one, where they more or less give you the options, right?
0: Yeah, that's correct. What you're looking at is more than likely a uh, a copy of the, the completed phase one study. Yes.
1: Right. And so, OK, I just want to go through for the city for for the residents that are gonna listen to this, uh, many people, you know, hear this. Uh what is the fire department doing? Why are they considering this? Well you have to you know the the the, the numbers matter. We have uh approximately sixty nine thousand eight hundred and forty three residents. Sixty nine thousand uh six point three correct. square miles. Uh I'm just reading from the study Valuation sure. is somewhere. Yeah, this is weird. An assessed valuation. I don't know what that means, but fourteen billion. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that's kind of what the uh, city's worth at this point. I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's really that's funny. Fourteen point uh, five billion dollars, and the annual fire department incidents in the city seven thousand four hundred and twenty on average. Seven thousand four hundred and twenty incidents. That's uh, calls. That's actual fires. That's that's just a generic number of incidents. Seven thousand four hundred twenty. We have three stations: Station One, Two, and Three. All of them. Well, One and Two were built in nineteen fifty nine. Uh, Station Three uh, was uh, the main building was built in two thousand twelve. Uh, but uh, the old Harbor Office Building was built in nineteen eighty. So, you know, we've got existing infrastructure that's been in place for some time uh two of them uh since 1959 and how that's something I... that's
2: not, that, wait, that's something else you, you mention is that the uh the 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 harbor is right. is the is part of the fire department the the uh the lifeguards the harbor uh, um I don't, how do you say it, Greg? Right.
0: Well, the, the the fire department uh, maintained Station 3. At one time, it was known as Harbor Patrol. And if you go years back, uh, the police department had the Harbor Patrol. It then came over to fire. What you have down there now is very unique. You have a fire department boat that has firefighting capabilities, But what's unique about it is it's recognized as what we would call a paramedic assessment unit. And they have all the equipment uh, on that boat that they could deliver paramedic service out into the uh, open water. Whereas L.A. County lifeguards in this area, there are no paramedics on the boat. So we do have a paramedic service there. But what else is
1: unique?
0: the harbor unit also is landside there's firefighters that uh, work in those positions firefighter paramedics you've got a, a boat captain which uh, essentially is a fire captain so there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of work that goes on uh, in the harbor uh, down there uh, there was a time when there was a lot more law enforcement duties that uh, occurred on the boat but uh, That's mainly kind of gone away, and it's a lot more uh, fire and emergency medical service related now.
1: Right. Interesting. So, you know, now as a part of these transitions, I think everyone needs to be aware that this is not a one off kind of a thing. It's not just the fire department, it's not just, you know, one part of. Of, of city uh, management and government, uh, many things are being uh, consolidated in the region for not just cost savings but for effectivity or effectiveness. Um, in, in August of 2016, now this is three years ago, uh, the Redondo Beach City entered into a joint powers authority agreement. With the what's called the INSB, it's the Interoperability Network of the South Bay, um, the city comprised of the cities of Torrance, Gardena, Hawthorne, Hermosa, Manhattan, and El Segundo. Torrance, Gardena, Hawthorne, Hermosa, Manhattan Beach, and El Segundo. Uh, and this is since 2016, and the INSB provides radio system coverage throughout the area. <laughs> okay, there's a lot of technical terms here, but basically, <laughs> one location. To, can you explain what the INSB does, Greg?
0: You know, not, another, you, I heard you mention uh, Gardena in there and right. some of the other right. cities that you mentioned going back. I, I think it's important to realize, too, that uh, some of the cities you mentioned have already uh, uh, transferred over to the county, uh, Gardena right. being one of them. If if we look back at these cities that have gone over, uh, in in let's go back historically. What would happen was every one of the local cities here had their own fire departments, and we were part of a automatic and mutual aid program. That's why when you see our fire engines, our fire trucks in Redondo there's a six in front of all of those numbers. So you'd have engine one, two, three, or four. There's always a six there. We were city six. Every one of the local South Bay cities had its own number. As it stands Mm. today, um, the county has actually taken Palos Verdes, Hawthorne, Inglewood, Gardena, and Hermosa Beach. So there's it's kind of dwindling around us uh what we have left, Redondo being one of the cities left. And as you know, uh they are in uh Lennox, they're in Lamita, Carson, and we're kind of getting surrounded by that. So what we used to be able to rely on, and we still do to some degree, is the automatic and mutual aid agreements. What that means Is anytime we have a large incident, we automatically draw resources to help us from other cities. And what happened over the years is we ended up losing a lot of those cities in the agreement. I mean, we still get automatic and mutual aid resources. A lot of those now come from the county. But you got to understand that there's two parts to that. There is the fire response where you're drawing engines and ladder trucks from other cities. But then there's paramedic services. So as we see the cities uh, go away, we're not as much getting the medical resources. For instance, uh, we have two rescues in our city. When they're out and tied up, we ended up getting Hermosa Beach. Well, now Hermosa Beach is gone. So now uh, mm-hmm. we get Manhattan Beach. If we can't get Manhattan, we go to El Segundo. If we can't get them, uh, now we're we're starting to have to get county resource uh, rescues into our community. So I, I I think referring to the the help that we're all getting, or we used to have a lot more shared resources that we. Those are kind of starting to dwindle down as as cities go over to the
1: county.
2: Let, mm-hmm. let me jump in here mm-hmm. a minute, Joe. Um, you know the uh, this is interesting. You you seem very focused on the medical stuff. You know, in Hermosa Beach, it's small town, right? Hermo- Hermosa yes. um, didn't have a lot of the stuff that is available. For firefighters and emergency personnel, I think they, they just didn't have infrastructure. Um, they didn't have a lot of the specialized stuff, you know. And I understand that their actual infrastructure, their 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 firehouse was, I guess it was crumbling or something. They needed to do something massive with that, right? Um, but you know, yep. that's her story. Now, on the other hand, Torrance, I don't know how you rate fire departments, but Torrance has a, has a fantastic fire department, doesn't it? I mean, like Class A or whatever you want to call it, they have a terrific. So do you, does Redondo Beach, does Redondo Beach work with the City of Torrance fire department? Do they have a mutual aid thing?
0: That's correct. City of Torrance will send us uh, during a fire and we, we go up by alarms from a first alarm, second alarm, third alarm, depending on the size of the fire and resources needed. Torrance readily sends over fire resources. What they're not sending over to us at this point is medical resources unless we have a very, very large incident and we need lots and lots of paramedics. So the issue comes there on a day-to-day basis where you have two rescues tied up and that happens on a... a it's It's pretty frequent. And then getting... another paramedic resource to come in. And, And I think what's important to understand here is how the county system, meaning L.A. County Department of Health Services, looks at us when they govern us as a paramedic program. And what oftentimes people don't understand is you will get a fire engine or a truck. So when we talk about fire engines, it's what you see going down the street. And it's a large uh, fire engine that carries hose, water, personnel. In our city, there is a paramedic on board with equipment. They're going to get to the call first. And that's always a question people have. Why does a fire engine come? And that is because we have more hands and more paramedics there to solve your medical problem. Even on our ladder truck at this point, we have a paramedic on board, and the ladder truck is the resource has a very large ladder with a person driving the back end of that. What County Department of Health Services says, they can get to a call, but you still need an advanced life support paramedic unit that has two paramedics on board that will take over the call. They have a few extra uh, devices and medications on board, and that's what's going to be going to the hospital with you. So those resources... Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, like torrents, uh, they're, they're good to send us fire resources on a regular basis. But uh, at this point, they're not uh, sending us paramedic units unless we really need lots and lots of paramedics at a large incident.
2: Why is that? Mm-hmm. Why is that? Why are they not? Is that is that a s- separate agreement or are they just being stingy? Do they have too so many medical emergencies in torrents that they just can't afford to send anything to Redondo? Why is that?
0: Well, Torrance is a great city, you know, but it's much larger. Their call volume is great. Uh, they've got the, the amount of uh, rescues that they have available. but Those are mandated to their city unless you you really need them at a large incident. And they, they, they have come over in the past when we have uh, multiple victim incidents. But what happens is when a city grows, When you build more housing, when you, uh, you know, put more malls in, you you bring more residents, you bring more visitors, the fire department has to grow and the police department has to grow as the city grows. So you can understand, uh, you know, we're at 70,000 people, we have 19 people on duty every day. And let's Mm -hmm. say you take that number to 74,000, somebody has to tend to the visitors and the residents of the city. Now, if the fire department Mm -hmm. doesn't grow, uh, you start to have a shortfall there. And uh, so then you start to rely on these automatic and mutual aid agreements. Well, as those cities start to go away, uh, you're pretty limited in in, uh, what you're looking at as far as resources. And I did... Here you talk about the uh, Hermosa Beach and what they right. were getting. And, uh, you know, you got to understand the county is the largest uh, fire department in California. They have resources that are, you know, amazing out there, everything from they have a air division to a marine division to a wildland division, to hazardous materials, urban search and rescue.
2: Right, humor, right.
0: Anything yeah, you can Humo- ask, <laughs> they've got. Yeah, Hermosa,
2: Hermosa didn't have that. Hermo- <laughs> Hermosa didn't have that, and Hermosa's buildings were falling down. So, yeah, no. No, and, yeah. Every, and, Every city is obviously different, you know, and Hermosa is a small city compared to Redondo. So, yeah, you can't can't compare. They they had good reason to go there. I was just, yeah, interesting, interesting. Yeah, you're
0: right. Their their station was falling apart, and uh, part of their agreement was rebuilding their station. So the county will come in and now put a new station in. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, they,
2: and, you know, right. they had the white fire trucks. I didn't know what was up with that. That was very disconcerting. They had white fire trucks. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's just not right. Um, but, Joe, let's do a really quick station break and give out the number again, okay?
1: Okay, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, you're listening to the South Bay Show, and we're talking with uh, Greg Allen, um, has served with the Redondo Beach Fire Department for 20 years, and we're talking about uh, this study um, that was done by the by the Los Angeles uh, – let me get it right. Uh, it was done by the Los Angeles Consolidated Fire Protection District and uh, basically looking at how a feasibility study for the provision of fire protection, paramedic, marine, and incidental services for the city of Redondo Beach so that the city of Redondo Beach can uh, enter into a more uh, – a a tight relationship with la county fire because they are huge they have huge resources and uh, of course uh, many people are aware uh, hermosa transitioned to uh, la county agreement um, just recently and that's been very very good for uh, the the size city that hermosa is so we're going to talk more about that um Please share our show with all your friends, uh, anyone who might be concerned, neighbors who might be concerned with this issue. Um, we meet every Thursday at 8 a.m. and Friday at 8 a.m. Friday, we're sponsored by the Manhattan Beach Chamber for Manhattan Beach Chamber 360. We hope you can join us. We are also taking and did you, callers you gotta, today. Out
2: the so, number. Yes, give, put out the number. Put yes, out the number. We're also, <laughs> yes,
1: we're also taking callers Uh 714 242 5288 that's 714 242 thank you so greg you know we've we've talked a lot about a, a, a lot of different subjects and organizations and mutual aid agreements but a lot of this stuff goes over the head of the public how can we boil it down greg to a few sentences that describe basically where we are now and where A we want to go and where the uh LA County uh fire services can take us.
0: Well the the two really key components that I think drives this is no doubt, we've been around a long, long time City of Redonda Beach Fire Department obviously. what this really comes down to is cost and services uh, rendered by the fire department and looking at costs first uh, you have probably heard, everyone has heard about the uh, per shortfall with the city and yep. the budget shortfalls. And you know, the city in 10 years is looking at a $20 million uh, PERS payment coming up. And I think that and the associ- associated overtime cost uh, wages, we really haven't seen a contract with uh, um, wage increases since 2005. Insurance cost goes up. We're at about a 21 to 22 million dollar budget at the fire department at the present. Wait, wait time. Greg,
1: Greg, Greg. Yeah. I, 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 want, yeah. I don't want to cover a long list without focusing no, on well, these no, issues. Like, like wait, well, hold on. You is, mentioned it, yeah. FIRE has not had a raise in four years.
0: Well, we haven't had a a real cost of living increase uh, since 2005. And we negotiate a contract what? every year. That's,
2: four, that's yeah. 14 years.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: but Great, Greg, do me a favor. Greg, do me a favor. Tell people what PERS is. P-E-R-S, tell tell people what that is, because that's a big part of that.
0: Yeah, it's a. Uh, our, we're part of a public em, employees retirement system, as is all city employees. And, you know, uh, at this point, we are now paying our PERS, but for many, many years, the city paid that contribution. And somewhere along the way, uh, those PERS costs went up and continue to go up, and they're the city currently, uh, uh, according to the city, over the next 10 years, there's a $20 million uh, shortfall. Now, they have – they put into a PERS fund, but when it comes down to balancing the budget, you know, the city has to have a, a – it's like anything. Any business has to have a certain amount of money to operate and pay all of those fees and we readily, when we go to negotiations, we come up against uh, the PERS cost and the cost of our health care. And as the years went on in negotiations, we paid more and more, where at one point maybe uh, those were not out of pocket, out of our wages. And now, uh, you know, employees are, are paying their, uh, the PERS contributions and paying out of pocket for their medical and you know, when I first started we really those were the parts of the job those were covered but as time went on it's it's uh, those those costs were driven and we're sharing those costs so i think that's one of the the key components not to mention our budget somehow got to 22 million <laughs> and so the the day-to-day costs uh, go up in the fire service we have unfunded mandates You know, our equipment has to be replaced. We have infrastructure issues. And those costs typically go up 3 to 3.6 or 4% per year. And then it comes down to services. Um, We have actually had about the same, we've had really the same amount of employees and pieces of equipment, actually, one less piece of equipment responding. Uh, since the 90s at that time our call volume was considerably lower and now all of a sudden our call volume goes up about three to five hundred calls a year and we're taking care of those calls with the same amount of people and the same amount of pieces of equipment and uh so
1: to boil this yeah to boil this down in terms of headlines what I hear you saying is that hermosa had an issue of of let's call it crumbling infrastructure and rising costs obviously the the costs to support personnel and so forth is is critical and to and certainly the fund cost of living raises every year, everyone knows inflation is a reality uh cost of living goes up every year, and it needs to be addressed certainly for Uh, public uh, employees as well as just average employees in the city or uh, just the residents of the city. But the key is this, it sounds like Redondo is in quite a serious state. If we haven't had raises or cost of living raises since 2005, if we're handling the same, if we have the same number of equipment and the same number of personnel since the nineties and we're handling hundreds of more incidents per year it's 2019. That's, that's you know, you, I don't know what the, the number was in 1995 versus today, but it's so significantly different. That's a crisis? Is that too strong a word? Well, w- you know, we, we manage the best
0: we can to meet the need of the city, and we've watched that call volume uh, go up every year. And, uh, you know, it, we are also – it's important to know that we are looking at, for instance, when we start talking about adding uh, hotels, like the hotels uh, that were added out north of our city, uh, when you talk about adding 400 beds at uh, 514 North Prospect of – of uh, you know what? What we're looking at over there is uh, skilled nursing facilities. Another one's being added at Knob Hill and and PCH. That only makes our call volume go up. And well, yes, the we, more people
2: that the more
0: people that yeah. move
2: into the community, yeah, obviously, yeah, your call volume is going to go up. Um, but and again, that goes hand in hand with what the state, you know, the state is now trying to mandate uh, that cities um you know they they want us to aggressively uh build residential units because you know there's you know the to to live in southern california is very expensive i, I don't even know that they're talking about building low income uh housing they're just talking about housing uh so it's not guaranteeing uh-huh. anything low income but but the governor now wants cities across the board to just start building 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 which is going to in turn make your uh Greg the 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 Redondo Beach Fire Department's call volume go up um it it's happening it's happening all over
1: uh you know the oh, yeah. Jackie Jackie yes. Jackie am, am, am I I want to I want I don't want to leave people with a discussion where they don't know what the conclusion is as far as I can tell my conclusion is crisis
2: I'm sorry say that so- again
1: I don't want to leave our our listeners with with a lot of data points but no line drawn through them Well no but as far as I can connect, tell except-
2: it's up to them to decide. You put the facts out in front of them and you let them to come to the conclusion. Let's put, you know every city in this country is has has a pension tsunami coming down on them. You know, every every city is dealing with that. Um and city employees, you know. Um and by the way, if the fire department goes county, the city is still responsible for that. You know, that doesn't go away. You don't say, "Okay, bye-bye fire department, go county." Uh, and then we save all this money. It doesn't work that way. Um, the city still has, has to contribute to those pensions. But, um, the, you know, the you other... Yes, absolutely.
0: Well, There's a little bit of a difference there. The, the city is definitely uh, responsible for the heritage folks that are still going into PERS. And you're still going to have some PERS employees left behind. But what's gonna happen is those PERS costs essentially will go down because you have no more firefighters uh coming in in the PERS system because that's right. part of the overall roll up of a full time employee. What essentially happens is our PERS is frozen and then we go over to the equivalency of that in the county is called La Serra, go over uh into that retirement system. So the city does Oh into the per system for those that are moving on or moved on, but at some point that goes away, right. and it's right. and eventually it retiring yeah. medical, yeah, that goes away too the retiring medical portion you capture those that retire up until they're sixty five and then that in turn goes away so the there is savings uh that that uh, come down uh but at some point, you have to enter in and say, uh, I'm going to make the cut right here. We're going to pay off the rest of this, and then it goes away.
2: Right, right, right. right. So, um, you know, and and a couple of things we, we haven't touched on, which is very important. Um, would the city be losing any service? You know, how is it going to change if it happens? Uh, and by the way, um, is this something that, uh, the city council will decide are they the ones that, or does it go to a vote of the people? Does it have to be a measure? Um, how does that work Greg? do we know
0: well yeah what what ends up happening is this this uh, council can vote so the second part of the the uh, this the feasibility study gets done and then comes back. They can vote and have it go over my guess is is that they Probably will and more than likely take it to the citizens to have a vote. And it's it's typically if you could get that into a time when there is elections coming up, you can get that on a ballot. If not, it's a special which runs anywhere between you know it's two hundred and fifty to five hundred thousand to get a, a special uh, election. Up. Election, yeah, but yeah, that which is a nightmare, but. The, the What it comes down to is they really could vote to have it go through. And I, I tell people all the time, this is not a, a political issue. It's a matter of dollars and cents and services. And you mentioned before what services will we lose. And um, so right now the feasibility study that you're looking at has two plans. And one of them, uh, there's savings in these plans ongoing uh, that they show at this point, 4 to $7 million a year ongoing, let's say. Mm-hmm. Uh, the county does something that they call regionalization. And if you look at page 18 of that study, like uh, right now you have 19 members on every day. They man three engines one truck, two rescues, and then the harbor uh, has two members down there and a commander. Under regionalization of the county, they look at a five-mile radius. So essentially, if voted in, the county comes in and takes over the services that are there, In the plan for like services, they're taking one engine, out of service in Station Two's area. It comes out of Station 2, covers the furthest north end of the city. Looking at the feasibility study on page 18, the county tells you what they have sitting out there on that border. And mm-hmm. their offer within five miles is 69 more personnel, eight more squads, 12 more engines, and four more quints. And fourteen more stations within a five mile radius, so right it, yeah they, so they and these are the furthest is five miles, the closest is is less than a mile, and it gives you the mileage that <laughs> that uh, they're covering, so it's right. extensive they're all around us, and that's what's coming in to help us automatically on the same nine one one operators also are going to be managing those resources out of the county and it's not us calling for them. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Now, well, Greg, um, the Hermosa situation was that the city council felt that there needed to be a citizen committee to take, obviously, some political heat off the city council. There needed to be a citizen committee uh, that explored this option so that a report and a recommendation could be made, and the city council could either vote it up or down, or accept parts of it or it, all of it. Or Joe,
2: it, Joe, in other it words, ve- give the was, city some it It was very clever. emotional. It was it was very emotional yeah. for oh. a
1: lot of community
2: members. Yes. Yeah. You know, I mean, people were totally like, yeah. "No, I want my fire department. I don't want to." You know, it was very emotional. <laughs> uh, right. And and and, yeah. anyway, and I'm sure it will be for Redondo. I'm sure it will be for Redondo so the, as
1: well. So the question now is, Greg, as a Redondo Beach employee, you're not technically dispassionate, or uh, what I would say is you're you're not uh, devoid of uh, of special interest. So, how? Uh, what is your role in this? In this uh, you about this? but is there going to be a similar citizen committee or is it necessary? Is it different in Redondo that the city council doesn't feel they need political uh, cover?
0: You know, we, we serve the citizens, the taxpayers. Uh, I always tell people, you know, they'll walk by the fire station and they say, can my kids come in and look at the fire engine? Our reply is always, you own it. This is your station and your equipment or your employees, we would be be doing ourselves a disservice if we didn't have the community involvement in making a huge decision like this. But having said that, it's incumbent upon us to educate the citizens in what the fire department does. I mean, if you use the service... You are. You have all the information. Uh, you know. You call us up more more often than not. People think I call nine one one, and they show up and then they leave. And I make the joke that we are the governmental agency that you call. We get there in five minutes, take care of your worst nightmare, clean up after ourselves, and then we get available again and we go get another one. And uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but you know the the community they have to have buy-in, but they they do have all the facts. That's why uh, we are supporting going to the second part of this study because you would never buy anything, sign a contract, buy a car, anything, unless you had all the information. And uh, that's really what we're trying to get to is just this second part of the study. And I really believe that when people see the savings, uh, what they're going to be getting, the response times, uh, they're going to be able to make the best educated decision with us uh, to either go forward or keep Redondo uh, Fire Department, Redondo Fire Department. Can
1: you explain? I mean, I want to be, you know, we, we, anticipated having some callers and and jackie uh and i, I, I were you know, uh, I, just... I i think
2: i think we're having technical issues again joe i i see stuff what? pop up and it's going away i think it's blog talk radio again i've seen okay. you know things pop so, up and then they go away they, yeah i can't grab anything so
1: we anticipated potentially having callers and greg i'm not sure absolutely i'm i'm for this i believe that it was a great decision by Hermosa Beach to go with this. I believe that um it should be a good decision for Redondo Beach, but some people may say, Greg, as they walk by the fire department, you know, can I can my uh children come in and see the the fire engine? And you say, well, you can't really say, well, it's your fire engine. Come on in, you pay for it.
2: Yeah, yes it it is. belongs yes to the it county. Is it, yeah, and we're county, too. It, our dollars go into county. Look, at any government service, okay. it, it works for us, Joe, the taxpayer. Anybody okay. that gets paid okay. by taxpayers is our employees. So even though it's county, it's still ours. Okay, and, we live and, in and, Los
1: Angeles County, of course. We pay taxes. Yeah, and, yeah. And,
0: and, and trust me, uh, you know, there's 59 cities that the county has actually gone in and annexed uh, over the years, and they, they, you know, firefighters are firefighters. We, it doesn't matter if I'm in Carson, Palos Verdes, Malibu, all the areas the county covers, we are servants of the community. And the the, the counties out there doing exactly the same things that we're doing. They go to block parties. They go to, Anything that, that we would be asked to go to. How do Greg,
2: how Greg, how does that affect uh how would that affect like CERT? Um, I'm not sure I, I know different cities do it differently. I, I know some cities it's run by the police department, and other cities the cert organizations are run by the fire department. Um so how does how would that work? Would the county take over the cert? Um
0: yeah, uh, they they would exactly. They have a massive uh cert there and What they offer there is they send the instructors uh, down here and and, uh, they just take over that service like anyone else. So essentially our cert becomes part of the county cert. And you can imagine in all of the cities that they serve, that is a massive, massive uh, cert that uh, goes on there. Not a lot changes uh, going over other than you know, even, you know, you may have noticed that we have all new fire equipment. We, uh, all our, our rolling stock is brand new. Typically, the county comes in and uh, they'll take it out and take it, get it to their specs, and then they'll put on the side LA County Fire Department, and they'll typically say, probably serving citizens of Redondo Beach. Like Hermosa, you still see the same fire engine over there as you red. mentioned white it's a little bit of a red through <laughs> it now but uh, it says LA County fire but it also says probably serving citizens of Hermosa so there's always a thought we bought all of this new stuff and now it's going to go away you're actually credited but you're going to see the typically the same equipment just painted a little bit differently and a few modifications because all county engines or tox or quints have to be the same, so it doesn't matter who works on it everything's in the same place
2: yeah it you know it's as i said uh, for a lot of community members it's it's an emotional decision um it's it's there there's some concern with particularly with um the fire season we've just had and future ones with mm. all this rain we're getting, you know, uh, where, where resources are pulled out of cities and and sent, you know, up North or in, Inland Empire, or wherever. Um, but uh, I, you know, I don't know what it's called, but I know that uh, during, during 9-11, all right, the fire and the firehouses in downtown Manhattan and, and as it spread out, they went to ground zero. And what happened was, Fire, uh, firehouse uh, people from the outer boroughs moved in to those, and and that's because New York City has one giant fire department. Um, so county would work similarly like that, right, Greg? So if if uh, county firefighters that are in in Redondo have to go up to Northern California to fight a firefighter or something like that, you would move other county employees into those houses so you it's never going to be left high and dry
0: no you're never left even now we we send an engine every time there's wildland fires we're part of the area g uh, task force we go up with uh typically uh, five other engines and a commander and those guys are up there uh, fighting fire for 14 days or more all the time and then we backfill on our own the county you know, the areas burning are L.A. County. So when you're right. watching on the news, you see massive L.A. County and L.A. City resources out there, including helicopters. But you got to know that the county has a, a real specialty in, in fighting those wildland fires. They actually have camp crews uh, that, that they go up there with and, uh, there's even more resources to backfill during an incident. Even today, if we have a large fire in the city, the county comes in and backfills our station because uh, we call them. Yeah, yeah, we absolutely call them now. And it was just recently we had a fire in the city. When I got back to fire station one, there was a county fire engine sitting in our fire station uh, uh, taking care of the cold while we were out. So very important that we have that redundancy and service coming to help us. But there, there are quite a uh, quite a bit more resources that are gonna, that are going to come in and uh, take care of that.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. You know, Joe. It's it's interesting. There's a lot to consider. Um, you know, as I said, that one of the big things. You know, I just went to the Manhattan Beach State of the City address last week and. Um, you know, they they show how how much how much is collected in the city every year and where it goes. Uh, and forty forty something percent of the, what the city brings in all goes to emplo- uh, city employee pensions. I mean, it's a huge mm-hmm. chunk of the pie that every city spends. And as I said, that's not going to go away anytime soon. You know, the city's got to cover it, and then and then as people as they are no longer hiring city through the city anymore eventually as people you know go off that that cost will eventually come down but on the other hand the city has to pay the county for fire services you know so and that's where right. you know it, you know it's not we're not we're not losing a fire department and saving all this money i mean we still have to pay for fire services so you know but and it's again a
1: predictable cost
2: well well we assume it's a predictable we assume it's a predictable cost but again the other thing to take into account is that they have a lot more expertise they have a lot more equipment uh you know so so it's you know it's a good you know it's a good conversation to have you know i mean it's a good conversation yeah. to have we we can we can we can do it again you know um You know, uh, Greg, are you Greg, are you for this transition or are you just let's wait and just see part two of the of the uh, report uh, the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The The
0: feasibility study.
2: The feasibility study. Thank you.
0: Yeah, we, we absolutely can't make concrete decisions and take a stand until we have all of the information. And like I said, phase one was kind of a broad stroke, but it shows a lot of potential and a lot of savings. But we certainly have to get to the second part of this, the nuts and bolts, to really make a good educated decision. And I bring up Manhattan Beach. Also, it's important to know that their phase one fe- feasibility study for their fire department is soon to be coming back. Yeah, And uh, that's one more resource or... Uh, automatic or mutual aid ally that we potentially could be losing there also because they put in for a study as well. So, um, uh, you know, that that's just very possibly another city going over, uh, uh, to the County.
2: All right. Well, I'll tell you, it's been very informative. Um, Joe, let's, yeah. let's wrap this up. Let's wrap <clears throat> this up.
1: Uh, Greg, uh, thank you so much for joining us today because you really uh, brought a level of expertise to this discussion. That's, that's rare in the sort of the general dialogue out there. Uh, And uh, we appreciate it very much. Uh, Greg, Greg Allen, thank you for joining us today.
0: Thanks for having me anytime.
1: How would you think Greg that residents can best participate and, educate themselves on these and other issues how how would you advise them to get involved
0: be very attentive and get all of the information and to me the i would say one of the most important meetings city council meetings is coming up on the 19th and i would attend those meetings and uh, listen to what your elected officials are saying Go to town hall meetings, ask the tough questions, invite uh, myself or anybody from our union, local 2787. We're willing to come out and talk to absolutely any group and uh, offer any answers and historical background on the fire department. Any questions anybody has, we are planning on going out. And educating the communities so that they could become more involved in this important decision.
2: Greg, do you want to give out some contact information how people can contact you?
0: Yeah, the best way is to email me direct if you're interested. And we'll say anytime you get 10 or more people, we'll show up. But my email direct is Greg, G R E G, 1640 at com, and we will come out to any anybody that gives us a place where we can speak we'll come out and uh you know do another one hour uh session with them where they can have questions and answers and you know our, the biggest thing for us is educating the community and, and we find that you know, we everywhere we go, people support us and we're very happy with that. And there's some disclaimers or or people have some misconceptions that we're gonna get laid off if this happens, that doesn't happen, that uh they're gonna lose the local control. Uh we really don't see that where that happens. And you know, we just we want people to understand all aspects it's your fire it's their fire department and we want people to be able to hear everything uh have all the knowledge they need going forward and uh you know ultimately it really comes down to serving the community and they're going to make the most educated decisions uh in, in which direction they want to go
2: oh right. yeah yeah there as i said there's a lot to talk about here um and and we'll definitely We'll definitely have you back on. Um, w- w- maybe we'll wait and see how the uh, city council meetings are going and when the next part, the next half of the report comes in. Uh, and, and w- so, okay, Greg, so we'll we'll keep in touch. We'll definitely do be that, great. all right? All right, great. Thank you great. so much. Thank you so Thank much, you. everybody, for listening. Appreciate it. And we will see you all tomorrow. Bye-bye.